How's it going, everybody, and welcome to episode number 75 of Master My Garden Podcast. Now, this week's episode is a very interesting one, actually. Uh, it was one that I was trying to line up last year, and of course, I didn't come across this uh, beautiful farm until later in the year, so we felt it was better to wait until the start of the new season. And it's basically, we're, I'm joined by Maura Hart from Wexford Lavender Farm. Now, for any of you that haven't come across Wexford Lavender Farm, as I hadn't up until, as I say, late summer last year, it's uh, a beautiful five acre, five acres of lavender. And uh, I think I'm right in saying it's Ireland's only commercial lavender farm. Uh, I know when you're out in Spain and Croatia and Italy and all these places, you can see it quite readily, but here it's a little bit unique. It's based in just outside Gorey County, Wexford. So obviously sunny southeast, so maybe that has advantages for growing lavender, but we'll, we'll get into all of that with Maura now. And uh, Maura, you're very, very welcome to Master My Garden podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, John. Yeah, as I say, it's uh, last year I came across your farm quite late in the season and i saw some fantastic photographs and and then we spoke i was two things in my mind i had a podcast in my mind obviously but i also had visiting on my mind and when we spoke it the season had sort of passed and and the lavender was gone past its its best as such but yeah. uh, it really is it's beautiful for a start and and well done on what you've achieved so far down there um Thank you. i suppose the the other thing is that lavender for the you know the the general gardeners it's something that they love to grow it's something that they tend to have problems with and i suspect that some of that is down to incorrect varieties possibly not the right situation for them and so we'll get into all of that but before we get into you know how people can can grow lavender successfully just at home themselves having a couple of plants Tell us a bit about your spectacular farm. As I say, five acres of lavender, it is a sight to behold, and it's just coming into its own probably in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, tell, yeah, it, tell us a bit yeah. about the farm. Okay, so we opened in 2014. So we've two fields of lavender. The first one was planted up in 2013, so they're fully mature plants. The second field, which is where the, the Wexford door is, where you'll see a lot of photos and a lot on Insta, um, was planted in 2018 so that's pretty much there now as well because lavender takes about three to five years to fully mature um, we have different varieties in the two different fields to try and extend the flowering season um, july would be the peak month i guess um, to catch both fields the bottom field where the door is is just about to come into bloom now the end of june so from the end of june to the end of july would be the strong color in that field and then the top field the original field would be more from the middle of July about to the middle of August, some of it going into late August. Yeah. And the, when you look at the at the picture, it, it is quite spectacular because we're not used to seeing uh, a block of that color of yeah, that size. Yeah. So, so it's quite extraordinary yeah. for, for us here in Ireland to see that. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, um, France is obviously spectacular. I've been there a few times. I've not been to Croatia since it's been a thing there. But um, any of the places like that, they're probably in bloom now. And obviously, Ireland's a little bit later. So, um, like I said, around the end of June. But yeah, where you see the flowers um, planted together and you've got a lot of them, it has more of an impact. And I think where the door is... Um, 
there's uh, we mostly grow the English varieties, which I'd, I'd get onto anyway because they're they're hardier. We've got Hidcote, which is a very dark purple. It's quite a, a popular kind of a old old fashioned old fashioned. It's been around, you know, lavender yeah. and um, Rosia, which is a pink lavender. And I think the two of them together they flower at the same time. It's a really strong contrast. And in that colors. in that field, are you are you planting them mixed in the lines, or what way is that? No, they're mostly they're mostly one block of a line. So exactly, you get so I've got maybe three three rows of um, hid coat, the very dark purple, then two or three rows of the pink, the rosier, um, and done in blocks like that. Okay, yeah, all one color in one in one line. Yeah, fantastic. And then obviously there's a multitude of spectacular products that you guys produce from that, and we'll we'll, we'll come on to those later on. Um, but just thinking of the you know the the home gardeners, I I really don't know how often, but it's it's very very regular where I see on on the different groups and so on that someone has got lavender, probably bought it at God knows what time of the year, but it's in full flower when they buy it. They bring it home, yeah. it goes into a pot or it goes into a soil, and they start to have problems. So. What yeah. firstly are the the ideal conditions? Now I, I did mention you're in Wexford, which is traditionally yeah tradi- sunny southeast. <laughs> yeah, traditionally called the sunny yeah. southeast. Although funny, yeah, some not, people from Wexford yeah. actually claim that they don't get as much sun as as the rest of the country thinks. But, the country thinks we do. Yeah, but yeah, I've never lived anywhere else bar Wexford, so I can't can't I don't know yeah. about that. But yeah, obviously it's a sun sun loving plant. It's a Mediterranean plant. It's sun loving, um, but we we grow we grow and we sell the English varieties, which are hardier. Um, the only other one we've got is a Dutch lavender, which is what you'd find if you went to Provence. Um, I don't know about Croatia and places like that, but definitely it's a commercial lavender that's very high yielding in oil. Okay. So we've got that here. Um, you won't really find that in a lot of other places. It's a, it's a hybrid lavender. It's been, you know, cultivated for, for, the, for the oil production. So I know about 80% of France is Grosso. It's G-R-O-S-S-O. Um, and that's a really scented variety that we have. I, I don't find I don't find it quite as hardy in the winters as the as the English varieties. So the main thing I would say, and I've even had that here um, in our initial field. Again, you get maybe eight to ten years out of a lavender plant, all going well. Um, and we had this winter was particularly wet. I'm sure you remember. Yeah, for sure. And I did pull out dead plants from the top field here where patches of the soil are, are heavy. So the worst thing for lavender is heavy soil that won't drain. And we get a, a yet another heavy wet winter and it's sitting with wet feet. It hates having wet feet. Yeah. And it, it'll rot and die and you snap it off at the root and it's gone. Yeah, well, that's actually, uh, as you see these photographs, or I actually had to do a garden garden consultation myself some months back, and they had planted quite a lot of lavender, and that was okay. the main problem. They were sit they were sitting at ground level, um, yeah, and all of the water the works, was just yeah. sitting on the roots. Congre- yeah, exactly, and it won't it won't survive in that situation. So the prep is really important before you're going to plant. If you've got, as they call it here, marley soil you know clay based kind of heavy soil and some of our land is like that like for instance the second field we planted in is was far more intelligent but uh, not knowing as much i suppose as i did as i do now and it's all on a slope 
it's a it's a field that that drains down okay so it's it's much happier and it was prepped really well you know it was plowed rotivated endless time so that the soil was really good and loose and obviously when it rains it doesn't sit on the we we plant through the mypex as well which is like heavy duty weed control okay because as you can imagine you, you couldn't really cope with the weeds on a big scale no, here sure. without that stuff but it's a double-edged sword because it also suppresses and holds the water in i'm sure yeah and more than it would if it wasn't there but yeah and would you plant on a mound now or just flat on the ground yeah no on a mound as well mound. so we had um when we were getting the field prepped we had like the potato plow that would bring up drills yeah and then put the mypex over the drills peg it all down and then plant on the top of the drill so that's always a good thing or if you've got a slope somewhere in your garden it's a good thing because the water doesn't sit it drains down yeah i think any sort of a, a mound at all that gets the root zone up out of up out of the out of the water, the water yeah. is, is a huge so drainage 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 yeah yeah for sure yeah and i yeah. guess we were going to come on to pots as well but i guess when you're talking about pots that's the same scenario that they could be quite dry in the summer but definitely for the winter yeah. months pots can be water laden so yeah that's the only thing i mean i've i've some french lavender that's another thing I, I i know people send me pictures and they've bought like a load of french lavender and it's really pretty and it lasts a long time if you keep deadheading it it flowers throughout the season it's not as scented as the english lavenders but there's so many varieties and they, they are very pretty they're not really suitable i don't find for our climate i have a few in the courtyard which is a sun trap and they're in pots and they do grand there i wouldn't put it out in the in the open out in the field so that can go in a pot and then you do need to water it you know if it's anyway sunny and dry obviously you need to water it um and it needs to be a big pot as well because you might bring it home from wherever in a two liter pot but because it's slow to grow that's a baby lavender and it's going to grow over time into a big shrub yeah so it needs to have the space so it's not going to get root bound and die and what sort of mix for for going into pots what what do you uh... yeah well i would say i mean may, a bit of grit mixed in with like a john and his three or a decent topsoil would do you um but you know i mean the what the, the ones i've got in the courtyard that are doing well are in half barrels to give you a, an idea of the size of the plant okay so I'm that's a substantial root zone. that's a big it's a big big pot yeah the biggest pot you can find yeah um Varieties wise then, so I know you've you've kind of touched on it a little bit, but one of the I'm not sure that when you buy a lavender, which you can pretty much buy I won't say twelve months of the year, but it's certainly available for a lot of months of the year in flower um yeah. coming in from from commercial nurseries on the continent and Italy actually, yeah. It's probably not the ideal plant to buy in full flower, I would have thought. Um, no exactly i mean we don't ours, ours aren't flowering yet so we only we only because we're seasonal we only open in the summer months yeah we only sell lavender in the summer months and it's propagated over the winter potted on and grown so they're, they're kind of babies compared to i suppose obviously if you've a garden center that's open 12 months of the year you carry stock over from one summer to another they're going to be they're going to be bigger more established plants for one thing yeah but i i, I guess the plant that's in flower um i on a given day like that i suppose there's only one way thinking of it logically there's only one way that can go if you're buying it in full flower yes um, exactly yeah especially if it's kind of march or april and it's been forced or it's been somewhere hot and then it comes to ireland yeah. and goes oh you know <laughs> we've still got a frost and it's may you know yeah i i, I see what you mean yeah. they, they 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 flower obviously ours are going to start coming into flower now the end of end of june into july um 
and that's their natural kind of flowering season about six or seven weeks and they flower at different times different varieties flower at different times so i suppose the advice is to try and look for stronger hardier plants don't necessarily buy them in full flower and then the varieties that are ideal are the english varieties more the english than the the spanish some people call it spanish lavender some people call it french lavender the one with the ears is the best way i can describe it it's kind of a a bulbous hedge with the, the butterfly ears Okay, so the, um, the the leaves essentially are hanging down like ears. Is that is no that on top of the bulb of the head? Um, okay, I've, yeah, they're, they're the French lavenders, or you 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 will see them. But like, yeah, they and they do flower for longer, so they would be flowering maybe in April. Whereas the English lavenders don't start flowering until June, late June. The English ones, then the varieties that we're looking for are the likes of Munstead and Hidcourt. They... Yeah, they're the old favourites, aren't they? That you'll find in a lot of places, and we sell them. I know they're hardy enough, so. <laughs> The hid coats are very dark purple and it dries really well. That's what I sell um, outside of the flowering season. That's the one that we cut and dry. Yeah. Um, and it stays that lovely dark. Well, it, it dye, dries like a very dark blue, still still a lovely colour. Okay. Um, the Munsteads are more classic lilac colour. Okay, so we've we've kind of covered off the, the best varieties. And again, I've said this kind of in relation to lots of plants, not not just lavender, that don't always buy it while it's, looking at its best because yeah as i said there's only one way for it to go at that point if you're if you're able to get it and get it established before it looks at its best that's when you'll get the most enjoyment and the plant will be has a better chance of surviving i think yeah if, if, adapting if you, to exactly our, adapting our, to, our climate and your garden and yeah yeah definitely yeah. um yeah. I, I i was just thinking because when when we when we started the conversation before we started recording you were you were just watering uh, on a sunny day, watering lavenders on a sunny day. I, I, I guess at certain times of the year, it must be essentially the best job in the world. Yeah, probably shouldn't be doing it at that time of day, but it's just a question of finding time when you can. Yeah. It's the ones in the pots, you know, so the ones that, that are for sale, you know, they're in they're in um, in the soil just to be grown on and to be sold. And then they go home and they go into a much bigger pot or they go into the garden. And they're the ones obviously that dry out because yeah. they're just in, in the two litre pots. But it, yeah, it's, it struck me as a really nice job to be doing on a sunny day. I'm sure it's not always sunny, but uh, just the same. It's uh, yeah, yeah, it's gorgeous here today. Yeah. Um. So from from the lavender, then obviously there's lots of strings to the to the bow of the farm, let's say, uh, and lots yeah. of interesting things to do. So tell us all the things that you do there first. Uh, and I know you've added a new maze this year, which is not a lavender yeah. maze. It's a, it's, no, it's, it's a wooden maze. Yeah. A wooden maze as an activity. So tell us yeah. about that and then maybe start to tell us about the products because obviously with five acres of lavender, you're able to create a lot of product, uh, essential oils and so on. So uh, tell us a bit about the activities first and then maybe. Okay. So we've the two, we've two separate fields. Um, obviously, like I said, they're just coming into bloom now. So obviously that's our busy time. People come to see the lavender when it's flowering um, and we sell it. We sell fresh bunches in the gift shop. Um, we have a playground. We've woodland walks that go into our local wood. Um, with three different routes. We have a giant snakes and ladders board outside um, the playground. Um, I said, oh, we have a quad train that is a ride for the kids. Um, Billy the Bull is very popular. Very good. The wooden maze is a new thing. A few animals, um, the gift shop, the cafe and plant sales in the summer. Yeah. Very good. And products wise. So, and I know that there's people that, that grow some lavender themselves at home and they, 
you know they make soap and, and different things with it but you have a, yeah. you have a huge range so tell us about some of the the products that you actually make yeah so we've um yeah we've soap you just listed that one we've body lotion two sizes of hand cream um yang yang and uh, lavender scrubs they're like an exfoliator uh, massage oil which is a blend of three different oils and obviously the base uh, is is um sweet almond but there's this lavender oil in that as well um i make candles with old vintage um crockery you know china cups okay that are with just with soy wax and lavender essential oil um what else have we got in that range i'm trying to think now um oh the oil obviously we sell that in 10 mil and 30 mil oh we have little bags there they're a popular one small organza bags um filled with the lavender buds and then we sell that also in sort of pretty fabric bags as well and I think that wraps up our oh, the dried on the stem. So we, like I was saying before, we, we dry it in. If you have your own lavender at home and you want to keep it, uh, cut it and dry it to keep the color, you have to cut it literally just after it started flowering. So okay. we, we cut the hid coat and we sell that throughout the throughout the time um, when it's not fresh, when the fresh isn't available. That's popular still. OK, so it's a huge range and obviously all Irish produced. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you guys have bees there or has anybody local got bees there? We do. I got stung the other day, actually, being quite stupid. Um, they're, they're in the garden and there's a local man who's the chairman of the Gory Beekeepers Association and he manages the bees. And, yeah, we sell the honey in the gift shop. Um, it was my own fault. I went up to um, give him his basket back and he was drawing honey at the time. So that's a, a good tip. Don't go near bees. <laughs> they're honey drawn. Yeah, sure but, get bitten. <laughs> um, yeah. Lavender honey is beautiful, so it, yeah, it, it would be logical to have them there. And obviously, bees yeah. are very, very happy with with lavender. They're, they've they've plenty to be eating. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, you mentioned something then as well that I suppose I didn't talk about earlier, but is quite important for people at home as well is the pruning of it. So, what is the ideal pruning for lavender? Uh, it's funny, I saw lavender on, on holidays in Croatia a couple of years ago, and it was July time. Okay. And it was in a local park, and they really gave it a harsh cutting back, uh, like very okay. harsh. And yeah, I, yeah. I was surprised at how harsh it was, but clearly they knew what they were doing. Yeah, it, it works all right. Yeah, so we we don't cut, because we're obviously a visitor attraction, we cut some of the hid coat, like I was saying, about three weeks after it flowers. Um, but obviously I can't cut all of it because then there wouldn't be anything for people to come and look at. Yeah. So we'll kind of cut every other bunch so it doesn't affect your photos if you're, you know, if you're here to enjoy enjoy looking at it. Um, that one is, like I said, the, the one that gets left on the stem. Then there's the Munstead, which is what we use for culinary lavender because it's not as scented. So that has to be cut, and dried and stripped. Okay. Um, and it's the grosso that goes into the organza bags because it's more scented and it's the grosso that gets used for the oil. So the different varieties are used for different things. The pink lavender is pretty on the on the plant, but I don't worry about drying that when it sort of dries a bit grey. So it, it really only looks nice on the on the stem. If you have it at home and you're going to cut it, you know, enjoy it just in the garden like you would any plant and you're not using it for anything, then I would say cut it back in the autumn, like, say, I don't know, mid-September, end of September when it's obviously gone over cut it back to the base of the stem into like a neat dome okay and you're, you're going back into woody material at, at yeah or don't go into the don't really go into the woody material but sort of go to the base of the stem and then down an inch or two into the greenery but yeah no don't pack right back into the woody material but yeah. you can give it a, like you said a good a good strong prune 
Okay, and you're, you're, you recommend to do that at the end of the year when... We yeah we always do it in September now I know some paper, some places will say that they'll cut it in the spring and it'll give it a vigoration of growth as well which we don't do we just cut it the once right at the end of the year so it's pretty maintenance free and it doesn't need it doesn't need feeding or manure or anything rich it doesn't like ri- anything rich it's the it's the drainage that's the issue okay so that's the that's the key points for anybody at home look look for the correct varieties which are the hardier English type varieties. Yeah, and do your prep. Um, okay. If you need to take out heavy soil and add in um, shop-bought, decent, you know, loose topsoil and grit, then do that before you bring it home and plant it, obviously. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that that's, as I say, it's, it's a funny one because it is, in some ways, it's a simple plant to grow, but yet still so many people have problems growing it and yeah. and give up on it. But if if you choose the right variety... Get your your prep right, set, mound, yeah. mound it up so it's not sitting in water, never sits in water. Or if it's going into a pot, use your know, gritty, gritty uh, plant or potting material and go yeah. for a big pot. You should be successful. Yeah, big pot and decent topsoil, not peaty soil, but, you know, just decent topsoil. Um, yeah, and you should be OK. And not too much feeding, I guess. No, it doesn't need feeding. It doesn't need anything. Um, so it's, it's easy enough once it's happy where it is. I suppose that's the same for everything, isn't it? Every plant has its certain conditions, some, some, you know, and it's a, it's a lime loving plant as well. So if you're doing a big area, I would say we, we did that before we, we planted it in. Now, again, if you're doing a big area, it's worth buying the, um, a pH testing kit and it likes between sort of six and eight. Um, and you could add lime in, but of course you've got to do that when the soil's tilled and about at least six months, preferably kind of six, ten months before you're going to plant. So it's had a chance to get into the soil. So that's, I suppose, a lot of planning ahead. If you're doing a big area, it's worth doing that. Yeah. And and at that pH as well, that's possibly why some people fail in pots because they're going to be using, in the most part, they're going to be using peat compost, which yeah no it's not ideal which would be it's not acidic but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be as as alkaline as that now so no exactly it's all right as a holding in between times but not as a permanent kind of planting into agent yeah. you know yeah. yeah for sure so the the farm is fully open now i guess hopefully uh with restrictions lifted yeah well we're open every day bar monday so we close on a monday and then all the other days we're open 10 30 till 5. um we do have an option to pre-book parking because obviously with covid last year we had issues i'm I'm sure lots of businesses are in the same position um where you know we can't travel abroad at the moment so island's busy um so we 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 brought in pre-booking parking just to guarantee a spot because you don't want to drive from i don't know cork or kildare or wherever to come and look at lavender and be turned away on the gate because our car parks full so you do have the option to pre-book parking on our website which is worksforlavenderfarm.com on the events page okay with 24 hours notice you can't do it on the day okay perfect so 24 hour notice just book your car in and that you have a shop online and you're also you have some beautiful instagram and uh, I, i guess facebook as well are you yeah we're on facebook yeah facebook and instagram and wexford lavender farm Works for Lambda Farm, yeah. Brilliant. It, uh, it's as I say, I I only heard about it late last year, and it, it's somewhere that I definitely want to visit. But without a doubt, this summer because it's not that terrible far from me, so I'm definitely going to get down this year uh, to see it. Uh, the pictures are amazing. Anything uh, you know that anyone that has seen a block of this size of 
in flower lavender it really is it's it is class so it's uh, yeah it's something worth seeing and something to, to look forward to um mara it, it has been a super chat thank you very much for the great tips uh, helping people to grow and be successful with lavender at home uh, i wish you every success for the season and definitely looking forward to getting down to see you so mara thank you very much okay. for coming on master my garden podcast okay thanks a million bye then so that's been this week's episode a uh, huge thanks to Mara for coming on. As I say, I, I saw the, came across the Wexford Lavender Farm quite late last year. So when we spoke, the sort of season had passed or it was certainly gone past its best, but it's only coming into his best now in the next couple of weeks and something really interesting, Ireland's only lavender farm. So yeah, definitely worth, worth getting down there to see that. Uh, as I said, people really struggle with lavender at home and the few key points, if you're, if you're going to buy a lavender, you know, don't buy it out of season in full color because if you're taking home, as we said earlier, a fully in flower lavender in March or April in Ireland, it, it's just out of season. It isn't going to work. Uh, you'll be very lucky to keep that plant looking well and growing well over the years. Choose the hardy varieties that are proven here over time. And that's generally the English varieties for, for most of the country. Uh, Mara is able to get away with some other ones in Wexford and possibly you can in your area but the the tried and tested are the, the English varieties the old style ones um, mound up where possible and in pots use grit in your in with your topsoil and that should give you the, the drainage that you need and go into a big pot as opposed to a little small pot and with those few little tips you should be successful so that's been this week's episode I uh, hope you enjoyed it and until the next time, happy gardening. <music>